Wow. Aren't Sam and Leo just such an inspiration to us in what they're doing right now? Sam and Leo, we love you. We're so proud of you. We're praying for you. We're cheering you on. We're here to give whatever support we can give. And today as we pick up our series on justice, we're so aware Like we, this comes at the end of another week of watching images come in from Ukraine and how they touch our hearts and how we, we're probably carrying this deep sense of injustice right now. It's like there's an injustice unfolding right in front of our eyes. There's something in us that just longs to put it right. And there's so many stories, aren't there, of people who feel this thing and are, and are doing something about it. Amazing stories. We've just heard about Leo and Sam and all that they're doing. But there's stories of lorry drivers changing their whole lives around, people doing extraordinary things. I heard a story last week of a woman who travelled all the way from Canada over to Poland just to stand on a station platform for day after day, just waiting for a relative to come that she'd never even met and it's a, and there's this injustice being turned around and people as we feel this stuff we've got to remember we're made in God's image and actually as we feel this stuff we're feeling what God feels and it's into this space that Jesus comes it's into this feeling that he speaks it's right at the center of who Jesus was and what he was about. And right at the start of his ministry, Jesus laid out his manifesto, like his spoken declaration about who he was, what he was about, and what he was going to do. And it's this manifesto that speaks today over Ukraine. And it doesn't stop there. It works its way out over the whole world, wherever there's injustice, wherever there's prejudice, wherever there's poverty, wherever people are suffering, wherever there's oppression, this manifesto speaks out. And we're going to look at this manifesto today. And as Jesus announces this manifesto, his life takes a shift into a whole new dimension. Like everything changes as he makes this announcement and people start getting healed. Miracles happen. People are set free. There are these incredible words and it's a new dimension of heaven breaking out. And just as that happened in Jesus' life, as we today can also announce this manifesto and see a similar shift of heaven breaking out. So let's have a look. Why don't you turn with me to Luke chapter 4. Let's go Luke chapter 4, verse 14, 14 through to 30. And this is what it says. It says this, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went to the synagogue. And as was his custom, he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it's written. And this is it. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he rolls up the scroll and he gave it back to the attendant and sat down and the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. 
And he began by saying, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son? They asked. And Jesus said to them, surely you'll quote this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself and you'll tell me, do here in your hometown what what we've heard that you did in Capernaum. And truly I tell you, he continued, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the sky was shut for three and a half years and there was a severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon. And there were many in Israel with leprosy at the time of Elijah the prophet, and yet none of them was cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian. All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this, and they got up, they drove him out of town and took him to the brow of a hill on which the town was built in order to throw him off the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. This is an incredible moment as Jesus stands and he reads. And he reads out from Isaiah chapter 61. And he chooses this passage and he reads it. He doesn't read it in the way that you and I might read our Bible. It's one of those most beautiful, awe-inspiring, holy moments as he stands and he reads. And you can imagine like the whole of heaven is waiting with bated breath. As he starts to read and all the things that they always planned of starting to come into alignment. This wasn't an ordinary day or an ordinary moment says, if you look in verse 16, it says it was, he went to the synagogue as was his custom. Like Jesus has always gone to the synagogue. He was regular there. He'd grown up there. These were his people. This was his place. He'd done this thing many, many times. But now there's a shift. There's a new moment. This time it's different. Everything has changed. Most of what is written about Jesus comes after this moment as his life comes alive and he switches into a new gear and he sets off on his mission. And we're in a moment right now in our Zio family, I don't know if you've noticed, we're in this moment of shift, of transition, of the new. And our word over our church this year is shift. Things are changing. We're the same church, we're the same people, with the same history, but God is doing something new. There is a shift happening. And maybe we've been in church for a while now. Maybe we feel that sense of routine. that We we know how things work around here. And right now, maybe God just wants to switch us on, like switch us on, put us in gear and shift us into a new moment. Or maybe you're just connecting with Zio for the first time right now and your shift is connecting with this shift that we're going through. Or maybe you thought you were here for one thing, but God has a different plan. And as we move into this shift, this manifesto of Jesus is here for us to take hold of. Jesus' shift is becoming our shift. And so what are these shifts that Jesus goes through as he reads out this manifesto? And can we catch hold of them? I want to talk today about three shifts. A shift of anointing, a shift of announcing, and a shift of action. Anointing, (laughs) announcing... Action. Three A's. I get top marks for that, right? That's not in it. Yeah. You know what? I reckon this is a triple A rated message. (laughs) So firstly, shift of anointing. 
first part of the manifesto says this. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. Something new is happening in Jesus. If you turn back just a chapter into chapter 3, it's Jesus' baptism, and it says the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove, and then the Holy Spirit leads him out into the wilderness. And it says there, chapter 4, verse 1, he's full of the Holy Spirit, and he's led by the Holy Spirit. And then we've just read chapter 4, verse 14. It says he returns. He returns to the community in the power of the Spirit. And news is spreading about him, and people are amazed. Something new is happening in Jesus. And I don't know if you've noticed, but something new is happening with us in our community at Zio. God is putting a new call on us, a call like to, to recognize the priority of his presence, to seek after him, to spend time with him, to spend time letting the Holy Spirit change us and shape us and lead us and guide us and renew us. It's a new hunger for the Holy Spirit to work in us and through us. I want to encourage you to get involved in this moment that's happening. Do you know, like, you can, you can pray for more of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said it himself. It's right there in Luke 11. It says this, If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the he- your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And so we want to be praying every day, don't we? Lord, fill me with your spirit. Lord, let your spirit lead me. Let your spirit empower me. And we want to be intentional about it. You know, Jesus, he went off into the, to pray and fast for 40 days before this happens. We want to be spending time with God. Like we have our encounter night once a month. You can come for that. You can be prayed for. We'll pray for you for more of God's spirit. There's our prayer meetings, Wednesday, 7 and 7, just for 15 minutes on Zoom. We have a training coming up with Pete Gilbert, hearing God and growing in the prophetic. How we do it, we need to be intentional. Because we can't give what we don't have. And so we need more of God's Spirit in us. And as we do so, we'll find this manifesto of Jesus working in us too. Binding up our broken hearts. Setting us free. I'm not suggesting like we need to be all sorted for God to use us, but we do need a rhythm, a continual process of genuine connection with the Holy Spirit. So to seek justice, break out just like Jesus, we need to pursue a shift of anointing, full of the Holy Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit, so that we can be able to stand and say, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. A shift of anointing and then a shift of announcing. So if you, as it goes on, there's this word that comes up so much in this, uh, in this manifesto. So it says, it's to, Jesus says he's anointed to proclaim the good news, to proclaim freedom, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. It's one thing to read Isaiah 61 in our normal way like we might read the Bible. It's another thing for Jesus to stand up in front of people to declare these words out loud and say that's it, that it's his own. Jesus announces the manifesto. He speaks it out. The words are sounded out into the universe. It's not just words on the page. And as he announces, they become real. And it's this incredible 
manifesto of liberation and justice. It's so beautiful. It takes you in the whole scope of the gospel. He's saying there's good news for those in economic crisis. It's words that still ring out to the poor across the world today. Everyone's struggling to buy food. Those who are worried about the debt collector knocking on the door. It's good news for those in political crisis. Speaking to every captive, every prisoner, every victim of race hate. It's good news for those in social crisis, the, the oppressed, the downtrodden, the overlooked, the marginalized, the outsiders. And he's convinced as, it's, as he speaks it out. And then he sits down and all eyes are on him and he says... Today, this scripture is, is fulfilled in your hearing. It's not like, oh, that was an interesting passage. But he's like saying, today, this is me. And so today, the call on us is to announce it too. I love that video we've just seen with Leo and Sam. She notices there's that moment where Sam started to speak and, and, you, and she spoke out what was a manifesto. She said this, we believe that every single person has the right to hear the message of the gospel that brings them hope and salvation, to know they can live a life full of fulfillment, that they can reach their God-given potential. We believe that justice is removing the limitations on someone's mindset and encouraging them to reach higher than they've ever reached before. It was said with authority and passion and belief. It was real. Announcing and proclaiming words as well as actions. Words have power. Actions on their own are not the whole story. Jesus says in verse 43 of this chapter that we're looking at, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom because that is why. I was sent. And often we find this the hardest part, don't we? If you're anything like me, the announcing is the hard part. And we can get stuck. We can find that there's a barrier. But we need to speak out Jesus' name. We need to find an, a language to do it. A way to speak out the good news to people. Not being weird. Not like cornering people and hitting them with the gospel. But finding simple, straightforward ways to let people know that the love that we're showing them is the love that Jesus has shown us and the love that Jesus has for them. Justice is about Jesus. Ultimately, there is no justice without Jesus. Ultimate freedom happens when somebody meets Jesus. Jesus sets people free. So there's a shift of anointing. There's a shift of announcing. And then there's a shift of action. Heaven starting now. After this moment, Jesus goes out and heaven starts hitting earth. He enacts his manifesto. He doesn't leave it as words on the page. He speaks it out and he doesn't leave it as a speech. He goes and does it. And in his manifesto, it says, proclaim, 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 and then it says, to set the oppressed free. Jesus talks about when his saving power is released, not in the expected place. You can look at that bit that offended people so much in verse 24 to 27, when Jesus talks about his saving power going to the, not the expected places. It's not in the home territory. It's out beyond the, beyond the borders and in new places. We need to go. 
And then in verse 30, I don't know if you caught that sort of enigmatic phrase at the end, it says he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. It's so sad for those who missed it right in that moment. Those who got so offended by what he said, that they were so upset that what Jesus was saying is that the people outside would be blessed, their enemies would be blessed, the Gentiles would be blessed, that they wanted to kill him. And ultimately, ultimately they missed it because Jesus went. What about us? Do we have borders around our faith where we allow it to go? Do we have expectations that it's here, that Jesus works and not over there? Like, Where are the limits that you and I have put on to dictate where our faith in Jesus is allowed to reach? We need to go. And how do we go? Jesus was asked once, like, what is the greatest commandment? And he answered it this way. It's in Mark 12. The most important one, he says, is this, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and all your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. And the original Jesus was quoting from Deuteronomy there, the opening line, hear, O Israel, doesn't mean just to simply let the words kind of hit your ears. The word in Hebrew is Shema, and it means listen and obey. It means allowing the words to sink in, to give us understanding, but then to turn into an action. In other words, in, he- in Hebrew, hearing and doing are basically the same thing. And so when we're wondering, like, how do we do this? How do we do? It's really simple. The answer is this. Love others. And especially love the poor, love the marginalized, love the oppressed, love those who are downtrodden, love the people on the outside, love the foreigners. Love is action. There's a, there's a young woman in the 1960s became a Christian. And she felt like, oh, I've just got to follow wherever God leads me. I need to do something here. I need to move. And she wanted to become a missionary then. So she applied to missionary schools and she didn't get in, into any of them. But she still felt God was calling her to go. And then so on the advice of her vicar, which is quite a radical bit of advice, She got on a boat, and she just prayed, God, tell me where to get off. And she traveled across the world, and she found herself in Hong Kong. And she worked in the walled city in Hong Kong. It's full of drug addicts and gangs and prostitution and people trafficking, the most awful of places, and she brought the good news of Jesus. Her name's Jackie Pullinger. And she was asked this in an interview, like, how... How did you go about learning the language? And she said this, well, it's a good thing it didn't begin too quickly because I just had time to do a short evangelism course before I got on the ship. And if I'd known Chinese, I would have said too much. I thought that preaching the gospel was explaining how Jesus came to die for your sins. And of course, that's not preaching the gospel at all. Because that's not necessarily good news to anyone who doesn't know love. 
who doesn't understand your language, who doesn't follow your logic. And so it's a good thing because I found out that the people were not listening anyway. They were watching to see how I acted, whether I really did love them. And if I really did love them, maybe God really did love them. We have opportunities right now to shift into action, to show Jesus to people. Right now in our Zio community, we need befrienders. We need befrienders for our debt service. So if you can be a friend to someone, you can get involved. You can do that. We need someone to lead our life skills course, teaching people like practical money tips, how to live on a budget, how to do well when you don't have much to live on. We'll train you. You can do that stuff. John Draper just sent out an email asking people to clear up town in various projects that are going on. There's obviously all the stuff in Ukraine we can give through the Disasters Emergency Committee, Salvation Army, Red Cross, so many ways that you can give. You can give directly to Leo and Sam through Zio. Matt sent out in his email this week ways that we can support refugees, showing friendship, supporting, or even hosting. But whatever we do, we have to do something to love people. Find your thing and do something to love someone so we de- who desperately needs it. And in doing so, in Jesus' name, we pray we will see good news for the poor, freedom of the prisoners, captives set free, a shift of action. And so as I close, let's just summarize. It's a shift of anointing. Let's posture ourselves into the space of the Holy Spirit. Just say, Lord, fill me with your spirit. Lead me. Let me follow you. This shift of announcing. Let's speak out the Jesus manifesto and the life that Jesus brings. And the shift of action. Let's go and love people. Why don't we pray? First, let's, let's pray for these things in turn. Let's pray about this anointing. Lord, we want to pray right now, Holy Spirit, come. Lord, we want more of you. Lord, we need more of you. God, we remember we're nothing without you. And God, so we want to prioritize time with you, space with you. And as we we think about that now, Lord, we just pray an, an, an overflowing of your presence with us. And as we do so, God, we pray... We pray the words of that manifesto become true. And Lord, I want to pray just right now, those of us who feel like we've closed off bits of our life, like we won't let you too close. Because maybe we've been hurt in the past. Maybe we need healing. Maybe we need setting free. But it's really hard to go there. And Lord, we pray that the gentleness of your presence come and rest right now. And we breathe in your presence. We breathe in your spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Come and change us. And we pray a shift in announcing. We pray, Lord, boldness to speak your name, to give a reason for the things that we do. Holy Spirit, help us.
Why don't you, why don't we speak it out now? Why don't we just in, in this prayerful moment, let's just speak out this manifesto together. Let's see what it does as we speak it as a prayer. Let's, let's pray, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. You might want to say this out with me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Thank you, Lord. And then shift of action. God, I pray right now you place things in our hearts, in our minds. As we're open to your leading, God, we just pray pictures will, will drop into people's minds about what to do, where to go, who, who, to, who to show love, how to show love. Thank you, God. Amen.